ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Member FDIC. Welcome into the Friday, November 19th edition. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. We're going to open up the text lines for you a little bit later on in the program. We got a little bit to get into before we talk high school sports. Of course, yesterday, Marshall falling to Campbell 67-65. We're going to break it down here for you. We also, we've got Dan D'Antoni's postgame comments on our website now, wrvc.com. I think the big takeaway from last night, the one thing that needed to happen was more points from Tavion Kinsey and Andrew Taylor. Ten points apiece did not get it done. The second thing you circle from this game yesterday, three of 24 from the three-point line, not going to get it done. Good performance, though, from Darius George. 24 points in the contest. 8 of 13. 2 of 6 from the 3-point line. The 3-point line, not good for the herd. Andrew Taylor, 0 of 6 there. It was was collectively not a good night for the Thundering Herd. Andrew missing 6. He missed the most of the attempts. Tavion misses his 3-point shot. Michael Byers misses his 2 Kyle Braun misses his two. Marco misses four. It all just adds up. Thundering Herd in that first half shot nine of 30. Second half a little bit better, 16 of 33. And the thing is, I look at the hustle points. I look at all of those stats sometimes and think, okay, this is where the game's going to really show itself. Marshall with points in the paint. Won that battle, 34-26. Points off turnovers, 12-1 in favor of Marshall. Won that battle. Second chance points, 19-9 in favor of the Herd. So winning those battles there. Fast break points, that's a stat that Marshall's going to win against Campbell. 11-3. Bench points about the same, 14-13. You really weren't getting much as far as... Really, you look down the Marshall roster, I think the best way to describe is you didn't get much. You didn't get much from many. So, got to get right back at it. Thundering Herd in action Sunday. It's going to be a 4 o'clock tip. We go in the air 3 o'clock. If you're heading from the vet, heading from Hoops Family Field over to the Cam Anderson Center, lock us in. We'll get you there. I know it's a short drive, but still, we'll take you all the way from Hopefully, the Marshall victory on the soccer pitch to the Cam Henderson Center for Marshall basketball. So that's all coming up this weekend. We also go on the air tomorrow, 1230 at Roosters for Marshall and Charlotte. Looking forward to that one. Got to win this one. Must win. Can't lose it if you want to compete for the East Division title. How anticlimactic would it be for Marshall to come back home after a loss to Charlotte and face off against Western Kentucky? If Western Kentucky wins tomorrow, Western Kentucky is going to be the East Division champion if Marshall loses tomorrow. So Marshall's got to win to force the showdown against Western Kentucky. And, of course, this is going to be one of those final matchups that, at least in Conference USA, you're going to see between Marshall and Western Kentucky. 
with Western Kentucky remaining in Conference USA at this time, Marshall moving to the Sun Belt in a couple of seasons, depending on how things work out. I don't think it's going to happen next year. I know there's a lot of talk about it's a possibility, but I think here in a couple of seasons, Marshall's going to make its full transition over to the Sun Belt. So this is going to be a fun game. This will be the last time Marshall faces Western Kentucky if everything goes as scheduled in Huntington as a Conference USA opponent. The final time will be next season. Again, important game. you got to beat Charlotte. That's coming up tomorrow. We'll break it down and detail it for you here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. But I will give the herd credit. Down from an 11-point second-half deficit, the team battled back. I thought that was key. You can't win them all, right? But at the same time, at least Marshall put itself in a position to win. And if Marshall comes up with a couple more baskets, we're talking about how Marshall took on a very scrappy Campbell team. We're talking about how feisty they were and how how good they were. But at the end of the day, Marshall gets the victory. Instead, the stuff that I'm hearing is like, how do you lose to Campbell? I go, well, yeah, they played Duke pretty good. And I hear, but how do you lose to Campbell at home? And all I've got is, well, they, they played Duke pretty good. And then I look at the stats and go, yeah, okay, this is why Marshall lost. 3 of 24 from the three-point line. That's not going to win you any games. Coming up tonight at the Henderson Center, though, Marshall's women are in action, taking on Moorhead State. It's Jan the Cam. I hope a lot of you are heading down there now to be a part of that. If you don't have high school football, of course, and we have a lot of it to talk about. Huntington High is in action tonight. Spring Valley is in action tonight. Cabell Midland in action tonight. So our main three schools that we cover here on our family of Kindred Communications stations in action tonight. We're going to talk to the play-by-play announcers for these games, get their thoughts on it. So if you're going to jam the cam tonight, take your radio with you. Or you get your headphones, you can stream the games. All you have to do is download our streaming apps. You can download the Huntington High game tonight. You can listen to it on our app. It's at our website, wrvc.com. You can click the link that'll take you to either your Android shop or your iOS shop. Get the link for our app. Download it. It's real easy. Makes it simple for you. So next time someone asks, well, do you have an app? Yes, it's at wrvc.com. And you can install it there. Just click the link, open it up on your web browser, go to the website, Click the link, and your phone should know what you're trying to do, and it'll be simple to download. So if you want to listen to Huntington tonight, we've got it for you. Also, uh, you can go to our website tonight. We've got the video feed that's going to be broadcasting the stream tonight up on our website as well. So one-stop shop for all of your Highlander needs tonight. The audio stream there, the app is there if you want to listen to it that way, the video stream, all of that. Get it at WRVC.com. Okay, we're going to turn our attention to high school football. We're going to talk a little bit about Spring Valley. That's coming up tonight. We'll have that game for you on our sister station, 92.7 and 98.5 The Planet. And with that said, UK in action tonight, basketball action exclusively on our sister station, Cat Sports 93.3 and 13.40 as UK... We'll play.
hoops action tonight. We can't bring it to you on 92.7 and 98.5 The Planet because of high school football. We start off with Spring Valley when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 9.30. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 9.30. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, the local bank that's here for every step of your life's journey. Member FDIC. Another busy Friday night, high school football action across the Tri-State and West Virginia. We're going to bring you all that action coming up tonight. Huntington High taking on George Washington. You can hear that game on ESPN 94.1 AM 930. Campbell Midlands in action as well on our sister station 92.7 and 98.5. The Planet is going to play host to Spring Valley and 97.9 The River is going to have Capital Midland. So we got so many games. I know it's hard to keep track of it, but of course, that's what we're here to do to help out and to get you started on Spring Valley tonight. Let's welcome in the voice of the Spring Valley Timberwolves. One day, he'll have his own press box named after him. He's one, Matt Perry. How are you, sir? <laughs> I'm doing awesome. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. You're going to have that one day Spring Valley press box is going to be named after you. The, uh, the Matt Perry Pavilion. Hey, I love the way that sounds. You know what? I'd welcome that. It's an honor. You just got to spend like maybe another 20, 30 years. Can you handle that? Can you do that? Hey, yeah. I, I would. I love doing this. So as long as they'll have me, yeah, heck yeah. I just want to ask before we get going, do you have your bus legs back? Are you Are you in good shape? You know, it was a tough trip to go up to Martinsburg. You know, I feel like we should have chartered you a flight, but... Yeah, the budget wouldn't allow, so you had to take the the old fashioned way of driving up. How you feeling? I'm feeling okay. You know, um, luckily I don't need to use my legs to be, um, you know, the play by play voice of the Spring Valley Timberwolves. I, I I went I went to a nice, wonderful hotel. I took a nap, um, like every middle aged man dreams of during the middle of the day, and uh, ready to go now. So we're on our way to the stadium. Okay, Matt Perry's had his nap. Yeah, you, you need a nap after taking that trip to Martinsburg, and that's part of the, their success as a school. When you're the number one, number two team, state of West Virginia, on a yearly basis, and you're almost on an island upon upon yourself there. It's you're Onto yourself. You have a geographic island. It's tough yeah. for teams to make that trip. There's no... Martinsburg's got to make that long trip on an annual basis uh, somewhere else. It's usually, and again, by by the fact that the point system works the way it does in the state of West Virginia, and Martinsburg usually is uh, undefeated, one or two, everybody's got that trip to make. Spring Valley, however, has a little bit more swagger than most teams coming into Martinsburg because Spring Valley has beaten Martinsburg not once but twice. Uh, that hasn't happened there hasn't been a two-game streak against Martinsburg since maybe what the middle of uh, what what 2015 was Capital, wasn't it? 2015-16 or 2014-15, I believe. 2015, uh, Capital beat them, and that was uh, other than Spring Valley, that was the last school in the state of West Virginia that has defeated Martinsburg. So uh, Spring Valley, they've never been afraid of anybody. Spring Valley does have that swagger. I don't, I, I wouldn't call it cockiness, but as they asked me on Martinsburg's radio this afternoon, they said, you know. 
um, how does Spring Valley feel about coming over here? And I'm like, they don't have the trepidation that other teams do. You know, you talk about being on that island. I mean, look at all the AAA schools in West Virginia. Unless you're Spring Mills or Jefferson, you're traveling a while. I mean, even Morgantown, the university and, and places like that, that's still a decent haul over here to Martinsburg. But Spring Valley doesn't have that trepidation and fear because they've proven that they can go to Martinsburg and win, and they've proven that they could beat Martinsburg at home. So if you want to call it swagger, that's great. Yep, Spring Valley is confident in themselves. Uh, nothing wrong with that in football. Let's talk about that last meeting because this matchup is going to, I'm sure, be based off of what Spring Valley saw last time. You can't change that much uh, in a few weeks, but I'm sure Martinsburg's going to have some new wrinkles to throw at Spring Valley, and I'm sure Spring yeah. Valley's got a player or two on both sides of the ball that Martinsburg maybe hasn't seen yet. Well, quite frankly, Martinsburg is going to have to. They're going to have to throw more than a wrinkle. Um, last last meeting. Spring Valley torched Martinsburg through the air. Martinsburg played the entire game with or with no high safety. They played single coverage on all the Spring Valley skill positions, and it led to huge games by people like Ty Bartram, quarterback Dalton Fouch, wide receiver Corbin Page. So they're going to have to add safety help uh, to help out their cornerbacks and their defensive backs because Spring Valley has shown time and again that they can throw on anybody. What does that open up then for Spring Valley if that happens? Jace Caldwell, who neared 1,000 yards rushing on the year. Uh, Caldwell is a very good running back, and if you give him a wrinkle, he can take it to the house. So the hope is that um, you can exploit uh, either one of those situations if you're Spring Valley. You know, uh, Spring Valley, it's not like they forgot how to run the ball. They just they haven't, they haven't done it traditionally this year because their passing game and their skill position players are so good. The one thing that helped Spring Valley, it wasn't the only reason, but it did help, was Martinsburg committed a lot of turnovers in that last matchup, five to be exact. What does Spring Valley need to do to create some of that havoc again for the benefit of the Thunder? Um, for the benefit of the, yeah, I was about ready to call them the Thundering Herd. Shame on me. <laughs> Shame on me, Matt. What does Spring Valley need to do to force those turnovers to be the beneficiary once again? Well, Martinsburg is not going to turn the ball over five times again. That, that was an aberration. That was very unlike the Bulldogs that we know. But Spring Valley is going to have to take advantage of the little mistakes that Martinsburg will make. Spring Valley has great defensive backs who force those turnovers, led by Ty Bartram, Ben Turner, players like that. So it's going to be taking advantage of the small mistakes that Martinsburg makes and capitalizing into points. You cannot have wasted possessions against Martinsburg. Matt Perry joins me. He has made the trip, so you don't have to, to see Spring Valley take on Martinsburg tonight. We're going to have that on our sister station, 92.7 and 98.5 The Planet. So opportunity there for folks who couldn't make it to listen to Matt's call tonight as this is a third time is hard. You can beat a team two times. The third time is very hard. At least that's the cliche. Yep. How do you feel going into this? I know there's confidence and I know that there is, you know, a lot of film on Martinsburg showing how Spring Valley was able to take advantage of them. 
but is there in any added pressure that you're feeling other than just going out and taking care of business that maybe Spring Valley would be filling tonight, knowing that we're in the playoffs now. This means uh, it's do or die for these kids. And yeah. Martinsburg's really good at home in the playoffs. Well, the, the cool part is is people like myself here in the um, in the media, we don't have to feel that pressure. We just love to watch great high school football games. Um, the kids aren't feeling extra pressure. I mean, I'd be they'd be lying if they said it wasn't a big game and they weren't feeling like those playoff butterflies. But I really think Spring Valley is just coached in a way, and uh, their mentality is we're we're going to beat who's in front of us, and they really don't get differently hyped up, in my opinion. Obviously, everybody knows that this is a huge game. Everybody in the state is watching this game. But the best team to have the opportunity to knock off Martinsburg at this point is the team that's already shown they can do it, and that's Spring Valley. Our guest on the program, he's Matt Perry. He's got the call tonight. Huntington High is in action here at home. Cabo Millen on the road. Matt's on the road as well with Spring Valley. So it's um, it's tough to find a football game tonight if you want to go see it in person. So if you want to catch yeah. up with Spring Valley, you better cozy up to the radio tonight here on uh, our sister station, 92.7 and 98.5 The Planet. Uh, hopefully next week we are uh, talking about this again. Um, yeah. I was having some fun with the with one of the members of the Martinsburg play-by-play crew. Or broadcast crew, broadcast crew earlier. So uh, I hope there's no blowback tonight on you just because of that. I just want to give you, you a heads love up. Setting me up. You love setting me up for stuff like that. No, no, it's not you. It's me. I just hope it's not. they're not taking it on you. I know, but I, as you said earlier, I, I, I'm i the only person that they could possibly take out their frustrations on in person because of my association with you. So you just, you have me drive six and a half hours over here, and then you're setting me up. It's like putting a baseball on a on a tee, man. Just knocking me out of the ballpark here. Do you really think that uh, my my two guys, my two former interns, would uh, would take it out on you? No chance. Okay. They're good guys. So no I, chance. I don't think uh, I don't think you have anything to worry about. They're good guys, so uh, you, you'll be yeah, in good are. shape. Uh, all I know is, uh, hey, I you know why we don't do our show on Facebook, YouTube, and you know with the, with those kind of you know platforms yet. I have no clue why. Because, one, we don't have the video equipment to do that. But, two, <laughs> the comments, man. Martinsburg, oh fans, Martinsburg fans love you. I, I, I've never seen such love for an opposing hey, team. And as I've said, I really don't even know what that's all about. I guess, you know, so be it. That's my job, I guess. Okay. Go, go, go Wolves. Go Wolves. I, I just wanted to let you know. it's um, It was kind of funny. I'm sitting there going, what did Matt do to this? What did Matt do to everybody up here? Uh, I, I don't know. They're good fans up there. Hopefully it's a great game tonight and everybody uh, understands uh, it's uh, a rematch of two of the best teams in the state of West Virginia, and uh, we all can enjoy it tonight. And, and hopefully, at least for our uh, selfish benefit, uh, we are talking next week about Spring Valley advancing. Sounds great. Yeah. Next week, if they take care of business tonight, will be another road trip. It's either Bridgeport or me and Mike are coming back over to this beautiful Eastern Panhandle against Jefferson. Let's hope. Uh, let's hope you get what you want. Whatever, whatever is easiest for you. That would by far be Bridgeport. Okay. <laughs> let's hope it's Bridgeport then, and we'll talk to you next week. You know what? I'm just going to say right now. We'll talk to you next week. 
Sounds great. Matt Perry, my guest, um, he is rested from his trip to Martinsburg and ready to go. Catch all of that action over on our sister station, 92.7 and 98.5 The Planet. I've got the mayor, Chris Tatum. He's coming up next. He'll have the call of Capitol Midland in action tonight on 97.9 The River. Chris tells us all about Capitol Midland's uh, hope to uh, get back to a rematch with Huntington High. That's me looking ahead. Chris will tell us uh, all the details coming up next here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Rent anything from Rent to Own. Our shelves are stocked and we have the biggest selection of in-store products. We've got TVs, game systems, appliances, and furniture. Want more? How about a Michael Kors purse, a guitar, DeWalt tool set, even jewelry? You name it, we can get it. Rent anything from Rent to Own. Visit your local R2O or see us online at r2o.com. It's time to rent to own. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Still to come, Woody Woodrum will be at Huntington High with the voice of the Highlanders, Andrew Rogers. That's coming up later. Uh, A previous voice of Huntington Highlanders. Uh, He is now taking on the duty of... Being better than Jason Toy, he's Chris Tatum. I, I, okay, I, I shouldn't say that. I mean, you are better than than um, than Toy, but I, I don't want to say that's that. a big aspiration right there, buddy. Those are big <laughs> shoes to fill. You've seen us together. Those are big shoes to fill for me. Hey, look, he hasn't been on the show much. You have, so that's what happens. Okay, I understand. That's I understand. what happens when you, you know. Sometimes you have to outshine others, right? Exactly, and he knows the deal. Uh, actually, uh, in all seriousness, uh, he is doing fatherly duties this weekend. You, of course, are in action. You've got the call tonight. Big one. This is a, a must-win for both teams because, well, honestly, uh, you go home if you lose. So, yeah, it is a must-win, cliche and all. Yeah, yeah. you know, the thing is, you come in here and, and it's, university who who has won 11 games now and right this is not a pushover game uh this this midland team coming in here though if you look up and down the schedules for for both midland and university you know very similar outputs in terms of points on the board both of these teams are have the ability to be explosive the difference for university is that you're going to see a team that'll throw the ball around a little bit they've got uh three or four receivers that they key on, 650 yards for Clogs, uh, 444 yards receiving for uh, Hammock and seven touchdowns. Clogs has 10 t- receiving touchdowns. And then uh, you have the Jackson kid who's got 13 touchdowns and almost 700 yards as well. And then you complement a number of others or other, other receivers that have been targeted this season. This is a throw-happy offense and uh, not something that, that Midland has seen a whole lot of. But in talking today – we did, we did one of the shows up here today previewing this game earlier, and I think the difference is that Midland is one of these teams, and we've seen this all year long, they wear their opponents down. They just keep reloading. Um, however, university, the, the key here for university is to jump on Midland early if they're going to get this thing done tonight. They've got to jump on them early and hold them at bay because as the game goes on, what I said before becomes more prevalent in that they wear their opponents down the longer these games go. We've had a, a number of games that have been running clock in the fourth quarter uh, because of that, but this Midland team just has a way of 
putting somebody else in that gets the job done. And and it's a you know looking at Luke's uh, roster, you've got a bunch of underclassmen who contribute just as much, the same output as as some of your seniors do. So he's got a pretty bright future ahead of him for a few years in terms of talent. So as I said, they reload and they do that nightly. They do a good job of running players in and out when they need to. And I'll, this is the other thing that I said today when we were talking about Midland earlier is, and you you always, the Oakley, the cliche or the, the saying goes, all phases of the game, you know, offense, defense, and special teams, and clock management. But one thing that people maybe don't talk about a whole lot is how well conditioned this Midland team is. The training staff has done a great job early in the season when it's still warm out. You see cramping issues and things of that nature. Not a lot of injuries have happened this year either. Not a lot of cramping issues during football games. So when I say that Midland has, has pretty well owned all phases of the game, it goes right down to the training staff with this team. So, uh, and, and the other thing, too, is they all just seem to get it. They come out and do their job. They don't care where they're playing. They just want to get the job done and get to next week. But, you know, Paul, this, this university team's a little bit different. Uh, again, they, they like to throw the ball, and they have proven that they can be explosive. I mean, they're putting a lot of points on the board uh, throughout their season. And they've not played shabby competition. I just think that Midland's a little bit different dynamic than what they've seen this year. Let's just say, for argument's sake, that university can shut down that Midland run tonight. Um, how confident are you feeling in the pass game? Well, you know, I think Midland has shown that a little bit this year. They've not, it's certainly not their bread and butter. This is the ground pound offense that we've seen all year long, but you've got a quarterback like Ryan Wolf who is comfortable throwing the ball when he needs to. So I think, I think the thing that one of the things that Midland's got to do here early is establish that they can throw the ball. They throw a few wrinkles in early. And I know this is another thing that we say all the time, but you keep the defense honest by doing that. But I'll just be honest with you. The, the, the offensive-defensive lines for Midland, again, just continue to grind and wear opponents down. So they might stop it early, but the, you've got so many weapons in Jackson Fetty, the Schmidt brothers, Mason Moran, uh, even Will Hass has come in and, and put some uh, stats on the board for this team. Uh, so, like I said, they just reload. So I don't know that you contain this running. I don't know that you completely contain this running game uh, or stop it you only hope to contain it, rather. So, you know, we've dubbed Jackson Fetty the freight train, and he's earned that title for sure. Uh, this is a kid who runs hard uh, and gets the hard yardage, but he's also, when he finds a hole, he's going to break loose. And the other thing for Ryan Wolf is we talk about his comfortability in running the offense and the way that that the way that he looks poised and and you know, he steps up, throws off, throws off properly. He looks good as a quarterback managing his offense, but he can also go up the field himself. He finds a hole, he's going to run. So they, they've got a number that, you know, not, not necessarily the, the number of weapons the university's seen, I think that's going to play into Midland's hands tonight. Chris Tatum's joining us. Cabell Midland in action, taking on university. We've got it for you on our sister station, 97.9 The River uh, here's a phrase that was coined in a conversation that I'm now using, Chris. How are your bus legs? As uh, this was uh, a not a, a super long trip, but still a nice little drive up up the road. You know, they got out early today, 
they left Midland around 11, so I'm not, you know, they didn't take their time, but they did take their time. You know, they, they got out and stretched a few times, went to the rest area, I'm sure, got something to eat. So, you know, it's, it's Parkersburg South, it's a little, a little longer to get here, but I don't think that's even a, a question at this point. These these guys, although not looking past this game, but they just want to keep going. So I don't think the bus ride's even a question at this point for the for these kids. Now me, my Jeep legs are going to be uh, bad coming home tonight. You got someone driving you, right? I mean, we, we have a driver for you, don't we? Oh, yeah, yes, sure, you do. Yes, Dennis Ball's going to drive me home. By okay. the way, tonight, Midland statistician Dennis Ball dating is back this, probably before I can remember, actually. This is his 500th consecutive game keeping stats tonight. Pretty impressive by its own right. Uh, he always keeps us up to date when we walk into the, when we walk into the press box. Here's your here's your cumulatives for the season. Boys have at it, and and he always does it with a gracious heart. And he's done it for so long uh, for these kids in in Cabell County schools, and and they love him here. And when we love having him up here with us, so 500 game is pretty daggone impressive. I'm I'm always happy to share the box with Dennis. See if I can get on Dennis's mailing list next year. I'm, I finally got on the Jimmy Morgan stat box uh, mailing list. I need to I need to include those I'll ask as well. That okay, I will. Yeah, because uh, I need those. I mean, because those are I can depend on those numbers and those stats. That's why well, there's I need nobody them. else who's got them because he's the guy. I'm telling you. Yeah, he's. Um, oh yeah. I mean, yeah. You you thank people like him who do this because, uh, let's be honest, uh, sometimes uh, there you go places where they don't do this, and uh, this is definitely uh, something. It's a labor of love, and we do appreciate him for doing that. Five hundred games. That's that's amazing. That's a lot of football, buddy. Never a miss. I don't have an attendance record like that. Nobody does. Nobody does. Nobody does. You're exactly right. All right. So if you can be on that list, uh, have fun tonight. Hopefully we're talking to you next week. If we are, uh, that means a couple of things. Uh, one, that means uh, you don't have to travel. Two, uh, you might be taking on Huntington High here. You might be on the other side there. So um, and I know that's a fun game for you. I mean, because after all, you've you've been on both sides of this one, Chris. Well, that's the, that's. I mean, let's be honest. For everybody back home, that's the desired matchup. That's what everybody wants to see. So, of course, if if all that shakes down the way that we think it's going to shake down, that's where we'll be next week. And you want to talk about a high school football atmosphere? It will be fantastic next week. And you're right. Been on both sides of this, and and both fan bases are equally passionate. I have a ton of respect for Luke and Billy. Spent a lot of time with both of those guys, and you know it's a when you when you again it's a it's a rivalry anytime. But you put you add in the fact that you're in round three of the playoffs. What a great matchup to watch next week. My money is on um, my money is on you moving aside as my guys take toy out next week. That's my. <laughs> we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Chris Tate, my guest. Uh, safe travels back. We'll talk to you next week. All right, people. That is Chris Tatum, the mayor, Chris Tatum. He's got the call tonight of Cabell Midland University. That's happening on our sister station. It is 97.9 The River. I forgot to tell him after the postgame, hurry up because we get a, we got to get the Christmas music back on. Christmas music now uh, and later on 97.9 The River. No Christmas music here, but two guys that will bring the Christmas spirit to your heart join me next. It will be Woody Woodrum and... 
the play-by-play voice of the Huntington Highlanders, Andrew Rogers, coming up next here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Yo, yesterday on the program, I had Billy Seals. He was telling me about Huntington High, and we were talking about some of the defensive stats. And I mentioned the 21 interceptions, and Billy stopped me during the interview and said, well, according to Woody Woodrum, it's 22, and that's where we begin. Um, So, Mr. Woodrum, um, you are the keeper of the defensive stats, apparently, for Mr. Seals. Because uh, I had 21, he had 22 from you, and so that's what stands. Jimmy Morgan is our official guy. Uh, last week they missed a interception, and, and of course the team had four. Uh, and Wayne took the first one back for a score, but he got one, another one just before the half. That set up the 27-and-a-half-yard catch by Harrell that just missed being another score for Huntington before. So that, that's how come it's 22 official. You know, it's interesting, too, when you look at this game. 22 interceptions, seven fumbles recovered for Huntington against a team that has lost four turnovers or 24 turnovers in the season, including four last week against Greenbrier East. So, you know, that's that's the stat that's so important to Billy Seals. We started with that in the pregame show so uh but andrew uh and i are here we're glad you guys are with us and uh should have a dandy tonight you, you know i think all of the msac coaches andrew you're really tired of having to play each other in a postseason but there's just no way to avoid that yeah and obviously both teams very familiar with each other huntington wins the week four matchup over george washington 30 to 14 a game woody that Huntington got off to the 30 to nothing. Sorry, it was 30 to nothing after three quarters. Let the foot off the gas a little bit, allowed George Washington to march back into the game, make it a little interesting there down the stretch. But that was at the point in the season we were talking about this team being able to finish ball games, play a complete game. This team's slowly gotten that uh, moving forward here into the playoffs. So, yeah, it's one of those weird situations where do you want to play a team you've already played once? Does it benefit both teams? Does it benefit the team that lost the first time around? And luckily for George Washington's sake here, they'll get his team they're familiar with. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think, you know, both teams will change something. Obviously, one of the things that changes for GW is the quarterback who was so affected, the freshman, and uh, Vela Thambi, was that right? Vela Thambi, maybe. Something. Vela Thambi, yeah. Uh, when he came in, Huntington had never seen him before, and he was very effective down the stretch. Uh, got Got a touchdown right away. Uh, then got another, and they they picked up a couple of uh, uh balls that uh, on onside kicks that uh, they were able to turn into points. On they had an interception first, and Locko threw two in that game, and so that set up the first drive by uh, the young freshman. And then they got the onside kick. He drove them down again. But now the third series, he had the ball starting at twenty nine. Drove all the way to the 16, got a first down there, but then went backwards. He was back out to the 28 on third and down fourth and 23 at the 24-yard line. Noah Wainick broke up the last pass. Huntington ran a couple plays. I didn't feel like Huntington was anywhere close to losing the game, but it did make it closer, and the freshman played pretty well. But, of course, now he's ineligible, can't play. 
That hit GW at the same time that Fenwick broke a bone in his thumb and cracked a bone in the finger of his throwing hand. He missed a couple games, but came back last week and, and threw three touchdown passes, 171 yards. So, I mean, obviously he's doing pretty well with that. But, uh, you know, he, he uh, is going to be a kid that, you know, they're going to have to keep an eye on. He's only been throwing about 51% of his passes are completed. Last week it was only 43%, and he threw two of his 11 interceptions last week in that game, and they fumbled a couple of balls. So it'll be interesting to see if Huntington can create those turnovers again, what they're going to do defensively against a GW team that has the starter with a bad wing and then doesn't have the freshman who played so well. Yep. Although I will say, combined between Hayden Hatfield, who's a junior, and Brady Adams, a senior, those guys did pretty well. They were 16-29, no interceptions. They threw three touchdowns between them, so they, they played pretty well in the two games that Fenwick missed. Yeah, and following up with the time when Fen Fenwick was out, at George Washington kind of had to revitalize the running attack. It was a game back in week four when the Patriots played the Highlanders. George Washington just could not run the football. They were one-dimensional. That's why it took uh, later on to the game for the Patriots to finally get on the board. But when Fenwick went out, they kind of had to change things. They had to find yeah. ways to win football games, and that's why on the stat sheet now we see a bunch of different guys that can carry the football and that have been very effective. The Matthews brothers, well over 300 yards. Sack and Pinkerington guys that ran the football the first time against Huntington had success. There's a bunch of different options, and that's going to have to be crucial if uh, George Washington's going to have a chance tonight. Yeah, because Pinkerton was the main back yep. when when we were up at GW, and and certainly Cal Matthews and Clay Matthews got some carry, but not, Clay Matthews had 13 carries for 115 yards last week, so he played very well in the game at, at Greenbrier East. But you know they're a lot like Huntington; they spread the ball around. They they don't have a favored receiver. Uh, you know they they throw to five or six guys, including the backs. And uh, kind of like Huntington does. So, you know, you're going to see Curtis Jones in the backfield. You're going to see DeAndre Grave for the Highlanders. You're going to see Mari Felder. You're going to see Saza Jackson. They're trying to do the same thing. And I think that probably is in their favor. They have a big, strong offensive line that nobody's smaller than 255. And they go up to uh, 320 at the right guard, Zach Cranson. So they're big and strong. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how Huntington designs the defense with Fenwick, you know, as, as the probable option, that quarterback. On Huntington's side, Woody, what, what does the Highlanders need to do well tonight to continue to have success throughout this season? 11 wins now in 11 games so far this season. How does the Highlander, how do the Highlanders have success the second time around against George Washington? Well, I, I think Locko is the start and finish of, of most questions with this team. You know, he's thrown for 1,691 yards and, and 17 touchdowns passing. He's rushed for 968 yards and 17 on the ground. He even caught one from Noah Wainick for a 29-yard touchdown. So he's a guy that that is the engine that makes this team go. You know, he had one turnover last week against Wheeling Park, didn't jump up and bite him. They uh, have done a really good job. This year, they fumbled 12 times, but they only lost five of those. They've uh, He's had on the season, 
you know, seven interceptions, but it, that's not bad in 11 games. So uh, I think he's got to continue to spread it around. I mean, no, Wayne Inc. is a guy that he looks to, but Zaza Jackson is the big play guy. You just, if you run or throw to him or let him get the ball in the kicking game, he makes things happen. I mean, he's averaged 18 and a half yards a, a rush and 17 and a half yards a catch. So he is a guy who brings instant excitement to this team. And uh, we've seen a couple of his runs have just been outstanding down the stretch. Uh, Deidre Graves is a kid that I really like, freshman who's 6'1", 210. And he had three carries for eight yards late in the game last week. But I think he can be a guy that they're really going to count on next year. But right now, he's an awfully good blocker, as is Curtis Jones. They led Locko on two of those runs for touchdowns around picking up players, getting the uh, – sealing the edge, and then – blocking downfield that allowed uh, Locko to have the 54 and the 55-yard scores on the ground. Paul will make one more point and give it back to you, Woody. Obviously, we've talked about a lot this season. Huntington needing to get out to good starts. And with this being a quarterfinal matchup, again, it's another winner-go-home game. If you get off to a flat start and George Washington gets momentum, it makes for a tough matchup. So another crucial start, a quick start's it's key for the Highlanders. And we saw them do that last week. It's one of the – only Beckley had they come out and scored 21 points right in the first quarter, you know, right out of the gate. So, uh, that was good to see 21 points on Wheeling Park kind of set the tone for that game and, and led Huntington to a victory. Uh, you know, they got the interceptions they needed last week. They did a good job there. And uh, tonight they're going to get a key piece back. Khalif Ty, who missed last week, is going to be back. We're probably going to see Scout Arthur maybe back up at the Sam linebacker, although we'll see Jordan Price there as well. So uh, Jordan had a great game against GW. It was uh, not too long before that that he got hurt, yep. but he had a safety in that game. He uh, had a quarterback, and he got an interception, so he played very well in that game. Paul, we set the scene hopefully pretty well for you. There's plenty of reasons to tune in tonight. We've got you covered. And, of course, gentlemen, you will be on the video stream. Of course, you can go to our website, and you can watch it there. And if you're like me, you might just listen to it because, after all, we're all radio guys here, and uh, you can listen to it (laughs) uh, with the stream. Start at our website, wrvc.com. Or, of course, you can just listen to it the old-fashioned way on the airwaves on 94.1 FM and AM 930. We've got you guys covered tonight, Facebook as well. So however you want to watch this game, uh, everybody can watch it tonight. And let me tell you, uh, it's been fun so far, guys. Uh, it's uh, It's been a fantastic season. And we got one more video game next week. I've already pinned you in for next week. I mean, I know, a little, presump- <laughs> little presumptuous of me. Well, you know, the, the last that I'll leave you with, while Huntington picked up just its second win in six tries up at GW earlier this season, they uh, – they are 6-0 and against the Patriots here in Huntington, including uh, a couple of playoff wins back in 2013, our first year of doing the Highlanders in 2015. So they have been tough on them here in Huntington, and we hope that continues tonight. Well, we will have the game for you again on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We have got the link to the video stream Easy to find for you this week. Just go to WRVC.com. Easiest way you can find it. And, of course, the radio link is there as well. And if you're listening to us on whatever device you're listening to us now, just keep doing that. Gentlemen, we will talk to you here shortly as the game is coming up. Huntington High 
It's going to be a important game tonight for the Highlanders. This will be to set up the matchup that we're all hoping we'll get next week. We can look ahead just a little bit. We know the players can, but Huntington GW tonight, if Huntington can once again get past GW, it's going to be more than likely Huntington Cabell Midland, and uh, we'll have that matchup as well, whatever the case may be. We'll have Huntington High and or Cabell Midland on one of our various Kindred communication stations. Okay, just uh, keep you uh, in sort of a what's happening next couple of days. We have got football action tomorrow. We go on the air at 1230. So after tonight's show and after tonight's game, get a good night's sleep. We'll be at Roosters about 1230 in the afternoon. Wake up early. Get yourself in a good mood. We're going to be watching the game down at Roosters. On Sunday, basketball has been pushed back to 4 o'clock. That means we will go on the air at 3 o'clock with our countdown, our pregame coverage of the basketball game. Marshall soccer will be in action at 1 o'clock on Sunday in its second-round matchup in the NCAA tournament. After that is over, get in your car, lock it in right here, tune us in or on 93.7 The Dog and We'll take you on down to the Cam Henderson Center, so we'll get you in place so you can, of course, follow along all the action. You know what? That's going to do it for this edition of the program. I want to thank everyone who was with me tonight, Matt Perry, Chris Tatum, Andrew Rogers, Woody Woodrum, back on Monday. We'll do it all over again right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Huntington, W231BS Huntington, broadcasting from the Oscars Breakfast Burgers and Brew Studios. This is ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.